Hello, and welcome to a new episode of From the Honeycomb, a podcast that creates a spark of positive energy. Here we discuss all things architecture and design, to travel, exploring Vastu Shastra with a modern approach, and I connect with other like-minded women to share their story. I am your host, Katerina Burianova, and welcome to From the Honeycomb. I am joined today by Leslie Draffin, a certified microdosing guide and menstrual coach. Leslie has created a powerful platform for women to learn about connecting with their womb and using intentional plant medicine to heal. She is also the host of the podcast, The Light Within. Leslie, welcome to From the Honeycomb podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And as you know, we begin every episode by sharing something that we are grateful for in the present moment. And so what are you grateful for? Mm, I would say right now I'm really grateful for community and collaboration. I have found recently some amazing people who are really lighting me up and lifting me up. And I've certainly needed that in my entrepreneurship journey. And so I'm just so grateful for connection, I would say. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. I, I just started my own entrepreneurship journey and I thought I'd feel more alone and I actually feel more connected with people. It's amazing, like the community you can build. So I'm really happy to hear that you're feeling supported and you're building a network. It's, it's really important when we're off on our own. Yeah, for sure. And I've certainly felt very lonely over the past almost two years of this process. And so it's really only been in the last couple of months that I feel like my network is growing and I'm finding folks to collaborate with and connect with who are very aligned after having some relationships that weren't that aligned. And so, yeah, it's beautiful. And I'm so happy that you're on your journey now too. Thank you. Thank you. Let's begin your story sharing with the listeners what has brought you to becoming a cycle coach and microdosing, certified microdosing coach. So what's kind of the journey that's led you there? The journey has been a long one and I think a lifelong one in a lot of ways. The spiritual awakening that really sparked a lot of this happened in 2019. And the first thing that happened for me in that was I really started to feel called to come off of hormonal birth control. I had been on the pill since 18 years old, went on it for pregnancy prevention and also because of some acne. And so as a 33-year-old woman, I really felt like, okay, it's time. I'm child-free by choice. And so that was always a huge concern of mine, falling pregnant accidentally. And so I spoke with my, at the time, boyfriend, now husband, and he also agreed with me. We didn't want to have our own children, so he got a vasectomy. I came off of the pill in 2020. Worst possible time, I think, to come off hormonal birth control because all (laughs) hell broke loose. I stopped taking the pill in May of 2020, so like six weeks into quarantine, And the first thing that happened is I lost my libido completely. I had horrific mood swings. I would end up suffering from post-pill PCOS. And the symptoms that popped up for me most were hair loss and cystic acne. And at this time, I was a TV news anchor. And so I was going through immense amounts of stress with the pandemic. I was the one who was there. My co-anchor and most of our staff were sitting at home. And so having all of those symptoms pop up on my face and my hair while also being on TV and being judged for those things brought on a lot of shame and a lot of just additional stress. But one thing that started to pop up in addition to these physical symptoms 
were these stories and these beliefs that I had forgotten about what it is to be a woman. I was raised deeply religious. My dad was a preacher up until recently when he retired in the deep South of the States. So like (laughs) as conservative as you can probably get. And I remember just feeling so ashamed of my cycle. I remember right after I had my very first period, not having one for about six months, which is very common and being convinced I was pregnant. And that the only way at 11 I could have gotten pregnant in my mind's eye was, oh, it must must be because I used my dad's towel. So that was like the misinformation and the fear basis that I came from. And so skip two decades later as a 33-year-old, all of this stuff started coming back. And I remembered these things I had previously forgotten. And so that's when I really started to tap into womb work to help supplement my cyclical living. In the beginning, I did all the things. I masculined my menstrual cycle. I learned everything that I was supposed to do and nothing really clicked until I began to really connect with my womb's energy. Now, skip a couple of years ahead to 2022. I'm still under immense stress as a news anchor. My mental health is deteriorating rapidly and I found microdosing through my former coach, Bijou Finney, the Mushroom Mamacita. And so I worked with her for a few months in the beginning of 2022, and that just opened up a whole new world of really like putting into place a lot of the things I'd been working on because I'd been on the self-development journey for years. I'd been on the spirituality journey for years, and it was something about the mushrooms specifically that really helped open the door to my more deeper self, to my subconscious self, and allowed me to become more aligned. Very quickly, it showed me I did not need to be a TV news anchor anymore. (laughs) And so I took a mental health leave in June of 2022 and never went back. And a lot of shit happened after that, like our dogs died and I had to grieve the loss of this job. And anyway, it's been a really rough year in a lot of ways, but also an intensely beautiful year as well as I have really just become one with the mycelium network that is my own journey and my own path. And so about seven months ago, I decided to pivot to include microdosing in my business. You know, up until then, I had been menstrual cycle coach, which I guess I forgot to say, but I, in 2021, entered a certification program to be a menstrual cycle coach, internationally certified like the first one, and was primarily doing menstrual cycle coaching for all of 2022, and then added microdosing early this year in 2023. And it's funny because when I first had this like weird harebrained idea to combine the two, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And I was in a microdosing ceremony with myself and I sort of had this aha moment and I'm like, oh, mushrooms are life force energy because they came down from the cosmos to help turn the earth into what it is today. Like by breaking up the rocks, the mycelium really helped the soil form enough to hold and host plants and animals and us. And then the menstrual cycle is also life force energy. So I believe they've just been waiting for someone to come around to combine the two and help women and menstruators live their most authentic and embodied self. Wow. That's... You just blew my mind. I love that you had that download. That is like just such a magical download. Going back to kind of the beginning of your journey, I can I resonate with going off of birth control. I was on it for about I think eight years, and going off of it, it was terrible pelvic pains, acne, everything. I can resonate with that as well. And it's been now five years, and I'm feeling much much better. 
But during that time, I realized it was so important to start working with my cycle. And I've been doing a little bit of research throughout the years. And that's how I stumbled upon, I think, your Instagram page and just listening, because I really am trying to tap into that cyclical living and learn more about it. So I have a book now, a cookbook, where I'm cooking based on my cycle. And it's just been, yeah, it's been so nourishing. And I came just off of a very stressful time. And I finally just had like my first like normal period (laughs) after just being very stressed. So I love what you've been offering and what you've been showing on social media. And then it's the microdosing that caught my attention because I haven't seen anything about that. You know, there is, you can have journal prompts around your cycle and cookbooks and stuff, but microdosing is that next level. And so what does it mean, like microdosing, what are you exactly consuming? Sure. So you can microdose many different psychedelics, earth medicines. For me, I microdose psilocybin, magic mushrooms, but folks have microdosed LSD, MDMA. Primarily, I work with mushrooms and help people work with mushrooms. And so microdosing refers to when you consume a very tiny, non-intoxicating level of a substance, in our case, psilocybin, and it is sub-perceptual. So it won't make you feel high. It won't make you trip. It won't make the walls breathe and colors have sounds. But what it does is it's able to still at such a tiny dose work magic inside your body. It can still help you build new neural pathways. It can still tune down that default mode network that can be really overactive in people who are anxious or OCD or depressed. And mushrooms are expanders. So they help us to unlock the door to our subconscious. And I say they hold your hand while you walk through that door. Wow. Interesting. You know, I I know a little bit about psychedelic mushrooms. I watched that Netflix documentary, the fungi documentary, and like my husband, fantastic fungi. And, and so I know about kind of the brain functions just from watching that documentary, but how does it help with like the womb and and healing the womb? So for me, what I was reading earlier this year were some studies that were suggesting psilocybin specifically could help with PMS and PMDD or premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which is like PMS on steroids. And the way that it was helping was one, the fact that psilocybin is a vasoconstrictor. So it kind of opens up your blood vessels. So potentially decreasing inflammation, which can be a really big cause of pain cyclical pain specifically. There's also been some really amazing studies that have shown psilocybin can help with headaches. So for women who have cluster headaches around their cycle, I was hypothesizing that psilocybin would help with that as well. Also, because psilocybin can help us feel happier to improve mood, I knew that that would be something incredibly powerful for people with PMS and PMDD. So I combined a couple of different protocols that are very famous, the Fatiman and the Stamets protocol, and gave it a cyclical twist where the week before your bleed, you would sit with medicine three days in a row, skip two days, again, three days on, two days off through your bleed. Usually that's about 10 to 17 days, depending on when you start or when your symptoms begin. And then in your inner spring and summer or your follicular and ovulation phases, the weeks right after your period is over, you would switch to a protocol of one day on the medicine and two days off. And so what I have found with some folks that I've worked with is cycle pain has greatly decreased. Back pain related to the period has greatly decreased and mood has increased. 
So feeling more at home in their body, feeling more at ease, being able to respond to situations versus react to situation. So the thing here is, and if you've read up about the cycle at all, like, you know, women aren't often studied. Like the menstrual cycle isn't studied that much. Look at how little funding we give to things like endometriosis and PCOS on a national level. And so when you look at that and you look at how few studies there are on microdosing, because there aren't that many, they're slowly becoming more, but a lot of those studies are full dose journeys. There's not a lot of scientific proof that psilocybin microdosing would help the cycle. But the citizen scientists out there, the people who are talking about this online, like myself and the people I work with and the people in the Reddit subthreads, like I know it works because I've seen it work. When folks come to me and they're like, where's the scientific proof? Unfortunately, I don't really feel like we have a ton. But there was a really amazing study I read about in the Psilocybin Handbook for Women, which was a book that came out in early June by a woman named Jennifer Chesick. And in this study, she mentioned that they looked at three women who had all I believe, ingested high-dose psilocybin. All three of them had had some cycle issues previous. I think one was had amenorrhea, so her cycle was like non-existent for a while. And then irregular cycles were the other twos. The mushrooms made their bleeds come back almost like really quickly and become more regular in the several months afterwards. And I believe there's also a part about how the pain was decreased too. And so that's kind of where I started with my hypothesis. and how I've seen it work. Interesting. It's One of my questions was going to be, how long do you notice the effects of it? Is it your first cycle or is it, you know, in three or is it fairly instant? Or, I mean, I guess it also depends on the person and I mean, it's very individual, but is that something you could see in your first cycle already? So when it comes to psilocybin specifically and how it is able to help folks, especially around mental health, psilocybin works very quickly. I mean, more quickly than SSRIs in a lot of studies. And so for folks who have PMDD, you know, one of the treatment options that we have seen offered is giving them SSRIs, but having them only take it on the days when their PMDD symptoms are elevated. So like half the cycle. Well, when you look at how SSRIs work, it can take a while for them to kick in. And so is the best option giving people these pharmaceutical drugs that may or may not work quickly enough. And you're putting them on something that has a shitload of side effects because I was also on SSRIs in my 20s. Oh, quick question. What is SSRI again? SSRI is a antidepressant. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, I can't remember now. There's SSRIs and SSN SNRIs. It's basically a serotonin receptor. Okay. It helps with the weight. And I'm not a medical professional. We should just claim that. But it's a pharmaceutical medication that is prescribed to folks who are usually depressed, which is why it's prescribed to folks with PMDD, because severe depression is something that can often happen for those, those people. Got it. And so psilocybin has been studied and proven to be successful at helping treat things like treatment resistant or medication resistant depression. And it works very quickly. And so as far as that goes, you know, I have noticed if within my own just mood journey that psilocybin has helped me immensely very, very fast. As far as like major cycle changes, like as we know, your cycle is deeply impacted by your stress, by your environment, by the foods you eat and what you're doing as far as movement in your body. And so usually when I work with people one-on-one for menstrual cycle coaching only, I would say, give it three to four months. Now that I'm seeing psilocybin 
as this mechanism to also help with cycle problems. I worked with someone for nine weeks and they saw cycle pain go away very quickly, like within the first month. And I don't want to say it completely away, right? Like if your cycle pain was at an eight or a nine, they were telling me their cycle pain was now at a three or a four, which for me is like a huge decrease, but mm-hmm. completely pain-free. I don't think that was what they were experiencing quite within that first month, but much more quickly. And when we look at psilocybin, it is one of the safest things you can put in your body. There are little to no side effects. The biggest risk is accidentally taking more than a microdose. And so the world gets a little trippy for a while, but that's not going to hurt you. And it can also sometimes disrupt sleep if you ingest mushrooms later in the day. But when you look at the major side effects from even taking like a pain medication multiple times a day for a week before your period and through your bleed, every cycle for your whole life, what's Mm -hmm. that doing to your liver? What's that doing to your body to be doing that type of treatment versus this sacred earth medicine that I believe was put here to help us in many, many ways that we know has little to no side effects. That's what I like that it has the little to no side effects. And it made me think of, you know, how young can you start microdosing? Because my mind went straight to back to thinking, well, a lot of us went on birth control as at a younger age, not only for pregnancy prevention, but We had hormone issues. We had, I mean, and you're in high school, you're going through high school, which is as hard as it is already. And then on top of that, your body is changing. So can younger girls microdose? Sure. Wow. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. I will say this and take it with a grain of salt because everyone's decision needs to be their own decision, right? Absolutely. But when we look at indigenous peoples across the planet, those who commune with the mushrooms Children commune with mushrooms in microdoses, or maybe not quite a microdose, which is this tiny subperceptual dose, maybe a little bit more elevated. But I know I've read studies and stories where there are children as young as eight who are ingesting mushrooms in, in some of these tribes. And I think you really hit the nail on the head, right? Like, why are we questioning so much? Can we use these sacred earth medicines and not questioning? Can we put these fake hormones in our body at 12? Mm-hmm. Right. Like that. No one blinks an eye at that. You know, I had a teenager I worked with earlier this year who was prescribed birth control at 12 years old. Oh, my God. I ranted about it on my stories last year. I went to this, like, symposium with all of these gynecologists speaking, and a woman on stage was gynecologist, basically bragging about how she had given a 12-year-old an IUD. And I'm like, what the fuck? So it's like people have all of these, and that's because of societal programming and the media Mm -hmm. and the government – why are we questioning what's from the earth when we don't mm-hmm. question what's from the pharmaceutical companies? Do not have your best interests at heart. No, absolutely. I I agree. So yes, yes. And I think that everyone needs to make their own decision. I have not personally worked with anyone who is a teenager. However, I most likely will start in about a month. I have someone that I've worked with in menstrual cycle coaching who is very interested in beginning this and she's 17 and I know she can handle it. I think the thing to ask yourself if you're a younger person or if you're a parent of a younger person, can they come to this with the respect, the reverence and the sacredness that it deserves while also understanding that in a lot of places, this is still illegal, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And so you have to sort of, yeah, weigh those options, you know, For me, I wish I had found mushrooms decades ago, right? And I know they were waiting for me and I found them at the perfect time. But the amount of self-hatred that I experienced as a teen and a 20-something, the amount of – we haven't even talked about this, but 
I abused alcohol heavily as a 20-something, and I'm six months sober now because of microdosing. Congratulations. And so thank you. My life would have been so different if I hadn't had so much programming that was all drugs are bad and drugs are terrible. You're going to all that dare bullshit from the 90s. Like, Mm -hmm. say no to drugs. This is your brain on drugs. And it's like all the programming and the government messaging, you have to begin to ask, is this true? Is this true Mm -hmm. for me? And would a better option be to reach for something that might be the perfect choice, even though society is still labeling it massively taboo. That is so interesting you bring that up. My husband and I were just talking about it this weekend about, you know, advice doctors are giving these days. And when you think about it, at one point, doctors were advising you should smoke cigarettes. Yes. And <laughs> and this came up as my husband and I were at the beach and there was a young family and the dad gave their maybe year and a half old a sip of 7-Up. And my husband turns to me and he goes, did you know, I just saw that guy give his kid 7-Up. And did you know, I found some article recently that back in the day, they used to say, I don't remember what year it was, that your kid should have at least a cup of 7-Up with their formula every day. Good God. Because of some sort of head. He's like, I read that this week and then now I see it. And he's like, I'm looking at this guy going, do you know how much bad stuff and like the amount of shit that's in that 7-Up? You can't give your kid 7-Up. But doctors at one point were telling parents to give their kids a cup of 7-Up a day. And it's just like, it's so interesting on how we are programmed. And I know for myself, I, that's why I didn't know what the SSRI, I don't know any pharmaceuticals. I'm always like, I, so I hear about, like, I've never, I mean, I've taken, you know, birth control and I actually recently just was kind of going through a little issue of having a lot of like yeast infections and bacterial vaginosis. And I was going back and forth on take antibiotics or do natural healing. And it was been like the last few months, it's been this, okay, well, if I take antibiotics, and it wasn't, the antibiotics weren't helping. So I started diving into researching and figuring out what can I do to stop having to take antibiotics because that can also cause a negative effect as well. And I'm about a month and a half free of it. And I, (laughs) thankfully, and I've really done that to focusing on my gut health. Mm-hmm. and making sure that my gut health is good, my probiotics, and just really movement and what I eat and what I wear and also my stress levels. With I actually got laid off from my former job. Now I work for myself, so I have more like freedom, and that has really shifted everything. But yeah, so that's like a sidetrack. But back to the government. It's amazing how, how much information you're fed and I was just thinking about I have a new OBGYN and I went with to her with all of these infection issues and everything. And I wanted to see how she reacted if she was going to say right away, let's just do this. Let's jump on this. And she was very calm with like, well, let's see what we can do. Are you taking probiotics? Good. Are you wearing cotton underwear? Good. And the fact that her first thought and approach was, okay, what are you doing besides taking antibiotics? And that's why I knew I'm like, I'm good with her. I want to continue going to her because there's so much more we can solve without just popping a little pill or multiple pills. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that, you know, our modern medical system has so many amazing things and has saved so many lives and and Mm -hmm. does so many excellent things. And I also have so many questions about who funds them, how much pharmaceutical companies are backing doctors, how much pharmaceutical companies are backing government laws. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, the pandemic really opened my eyes to the fact that like the government does not have your best interest at heart. No. Seriously. And 
I was a member of the media who was helping spread that propaganda and bullshit. And so it's like I had this just massive awakening after I left my job in TV where I really had to grapple with this idea that like, damn, as someone whose job it was to question things, have I been questioning things enough? And so while I'm not fully down the rabbit hole of like all the conspiracy theories, I'm like at Mm -hmm. the precipice. (laughs) And it's like, you know, I just feel like there are so many things trying to work against us, trying to make us unhealthy and diseased. And so it's our responsibility if we want to live healthy and lit up and powered lives to question it all mm-hmm. and take things that you hear, especially from the media, definitely with a grain of salt. And it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's scary out there sometimes. But I'm so glad you found a doctor who is able to like meet you there and and ask those types of questions first. Because that's another thing, like women are gaslit AF at the doctor's office. Yeah. And especially black and brown women. Absolutely. And I think that if we all can stand up and ask better questions and demand better care, I hope that that will trickle down to the most marginalized individuals here in our system who then will also see that they deserve more and hopefully doctors will begin to give them more as well. You know, absolutely. Because, yeah, during the last few months, I've seen a number of doctors and I even went to urgent care because I was like, oh, I'll just get this taken care of quickly. And I had a very young male doctor who was so shy to even ask me when was the date of my last period. And I just Mm. wanted to be like, sweetie, you need to get used to asking this question because we as women get it asked it's not after our name or birthday. That's the next question we always get yeah. asked at the doctor's office. So you need to get comfortable asking it. We're, I mean, we've learned to live with answering it and knowing it, on, you know. So, but I want to go, go back to the microdosing is when you microdose, what is it that you're, are you consuming it in a pill form or is it like cooked within a meal, smoothie? How are you consuming it? You can consume it in whatever way feels best for you. Most people do choose to consume it in a capsule form because it's the easiest way. You know, when I first began this journey, I, you know, got my capsules, popped my pill, and I didn't really have a very reverent or intentional relationship with the mushroom itself. And so what shifted for me was when I started to make my own microdose capsules. So getting the dried fungi and grinding them up and weighing it and putting them in the capsule machine. That for me really, really sparked like a deep like relationship. Like I was spending time with them. I was having like a little date night. Even if you get them in a capsule form, you can pull the capsule apart, put it in your tea, you can put it in a smoothie. Now there are gummies and chocolates and all types of things on the market for folks who want other options. And you can also go get just the dried fungi and weigh those out and eat those if, if that's what you like, if you don't mind the taste. Some folks really don't like the taste of the dried ones, but the capsules, yeah, are definitely the easiest to consume. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't like mushrooms. My husband loves mushrooms, so when we cook, I pick <laughs> them out. <laughs> so like I would be a capsule forum girl for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, definitely. But where can you get the powder? Like, So I'm in California. I don't even know what my regulations are. But when you are coaching women, have you found it around the U.S. and around the world? How do we go about getting the fungi? So this is a tricky question because to legally protect myself, I do not oh. tell anyone where to get mushrooms. Got it. But I certainly follow some very reputable brands on my Instagram, and there are reputable brands out there. Here's where not to get mushrooms. 
Okay. When I post, this is something that's been happening a lot on my Facebook page. If I make a post and in the comment section, you see some person talking about how great psilocybin is and then linking an Instagram account. Do not buy mushrooms from those people because you'll give them their money and I guarantee you're not getting your shit. There's a ton of people out there who are like leeching on to this new wave of psychedelic renaissance. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they're reputable people. So what I'm interested in discovering is now that we're seeing places like Oregon and Colorado either decriminalize Mm -hmm. or legalize, I know of several people and companies that are popping up there. I don't know yet at this juncture, like what's going to happen as far as can we order it like super safely. But here's what I'll say. If you make the commitment to begin a microdosing practice and you don't know where to get like source your medicine, ask mama earth, like ask her and ask the universe. And I swear to God, it'll like start coming into your awareness. If you know anyone who is like in California where cannabis is legal, they'll probably know. Mm-hmm. They'll probably know. And I know also that there are some folks, what is the name of the city? There's a city in California where it's legal. I can't remember now off the top of my head. I, it's not Oakland, but it might be. Okay. So Bay Area, Bay Area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically, like, do your own research, put it out there into the universe that this is something that you want to explore and see what happens. When you do find someone that you think you might be able to trust, you want to ask a couple of questions, right? Like, how are they growing? Are they the grower? Is it an intentional production? Can they talk to you about the strain? Can they talk to you about where it's coming from if they aren't the grower? And ask questions. If they shy away from answering your questions, red flag. Because you as a consumer need to ask questions, right? Like I was just saying before. And if someone who is trying to sell you these things online isn't willing to be transparent, then that's just not, I wouldn't suggest that person for you. I know that in Canada, there are also some companies that are operating if you are listening to this in Canada. And I believe there are countries where this is legal, right? So Jamaica doesn't have any laws against it. The Netherlands also has some very flexible laws. Spain, I believe, has some pretty flexible laws. Costa Rica, rumor has it their laws are kind of flexible, but I've also heard that they're not. So yeah, that's... I know it's not the answer that you're looking for, but that's the answer that I have to give. Thanks. According no. to my lawyers. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. It is. It's also knowing what to ask and who not to get it from. That's very and who to trust. Yeah, it's circling back to even, you know, having conversations with their doctors and what you see on TV and the ads and the Instagram ads. There's just so much out there that you now have to advocate and research for yourself. And so that's why I love I love your platform. I love, you know, what you've been sharing and trying to think I'm so fascinated. Like I when I told my husband you were coming on. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so fascinated to hear about like microdosing because I have seen it. It's becoming popular. I know it can heal so many things, but the fact that it especially can heal the womb. And I was wondering if you are trying to conceive or going like on an IVF journey, is this something you could still microdose? My answer is yes. Mm-hmm. And you'll have to figure it out for yourself. So the folks that I have learned from, my teachers, Michaela De La Maico, the folks at Double Blind who have an excellent course about mushrooms and motherhood and like maternity, again, are looking to the indigenous tribes where people sit with mushrooms six months pregnant. My teacher sat with, I think, three or four grams at six or seven months pregnant. And so I don't feel like there's anything that's going to keep 
that. I don't believe mushrooms are going to keep you from falling pregnant. And I think also that especially folks who are in an IVF journey, that is so stressful. That is so heartbreaking at times. And so if you can find something that is earth medicine to help support you along that way, for me as not a medical professional or a mental health professional, and this is not medical or mental health advice, for me, I can't see how that could hurt. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think that would help you feel so much more grounded. I've heard people talk about the fact that they'll sit with mushrooms and fall pregnant almost immediately. And they will like envision in their mushroom journey, like the spirit of their child coming to them. The other thing that is so interesting and amazing about psilocybin is its ability to help postpartum people mm-hmm. because of the struggles of being a new parent, of being a postpartum mom, psilocybin and the microdosing level can really help support people who are struggling, right? Because it's so potent at helping with anxiety and depression, because sometimes, you know, you feel so isolated as a new parent and psilocybin and this, this sacred earth medicine is an expander. So it can help you get into your heart. I know people who say I couldn't parent without it. I just interviewed a former psychedelic researcher from Johns Hopkins, who is writing a book called Midnight Water. Her name is Dr. Catherine McLean. And she said to me two days ago when I interviewed her, I could not parent without psilocybin. Like I could not parent without psychedelics, I think is what she said specifically. And so Yeah, I think that if you're hoping to conceive, if you've been on an IVF journey for a while and it's just really you're struggling, if you're a new parent and you're hearing this conversation, (laughs) maybe this is the permission you need to go and look into those things. But again, it's such a deeply personal choice. When folks come to me and say, should I microdose? My question is always, what do you think? I'm never going to tell anyone that I think they should ever. And that's why when I offer the services I offer, People don't have to microdose in my groups. You can, and I will help you understand safely how to do that. But I think it's just something that you feel a calling to. And you'll know it's calling you when you hear conversations like this, when you start to notice mushrooms in nature, when you start to watch documentaries, if they're popping up, if you start to hear about it on social media, I believe really that that is the mushroom calling us to wake up. Interesting. No, I... I yeah, I like that. Like those are the downloads if someone is listening to this, it's their invitation to further look into it. So you mentioned your group sessions. You also have one-on-one coaching? I do. Yes. So I recently launched a brand new self-paced course that people can take called Awaken, Intentional Microdosing for Cyclical Beings. It is part microdosing 101 and part cyclical living 101. And it teaches you how to craft an intentional microdosing program in alignment with your cycle. And so that is out now. I also offer one-on-one coaching support either in a month or more types of containers, I also do one-off sessions. Those are really good for folks who want to come for integration after big journeys. And then I have my group program, Cyclical Microdosing, Reconnecting with Your Cycle Womb and Divine Feminine Within, which is launching its second round in September. And so that is for anyone who wants to dive into the womb to dive into connecting with the divine feminine. I was someone who was in my masculine like my entire life. And in the last year, I've really been able to deeply connect with my feminine energy thanks to this relationship I have with the mushrooms. And so in cyclical microdosing, 
We go into pleasure. We go into the womb space. We uncover the witch wounds, the sister and mother wounds. It's really like microdosing for mystics with a focus on, yeah, the cycle, the womb and the divine feminine. So I am currently in my first round and it's magical and transformative. And so I'm very pumped for the second round to launch in September. That sounds amazing. Would you ever do a retreat? Oh, hell yeah. So I, (laughs) it's so funny because I said, you know, in the beginning where like, I'm so grateful for community and collaboration. Mm -hmm. I know a retreat is coming. I know a retreat's coming. It'll probably happen early 2024 if I'm being honest, but I am very open to doing micro retreats. I live in Texas, but I will travel. So if you're someone who's interested in helping collab and put something on, we can find an Airbnb to do, you know, a microdosing 101 workshop where we can also do some womb healing. I'm a meditation teacher, so we can do meditation. Visioning is really like the thing that I do a lot with my clients is have them take their microdose and then we go into meditation and visioning and see what's there. So very mystical. So I, yeah, I'm very excited that I know is coming. I know it's coming, but I'm not sure when quite yet, but I'm jazzed for when it comes. I'm very excited. And I've, I'm calling in my like next aligned path in life is to live on land and own a space where I host the retreats at my own home where, you know, my husband who we own a food truck, but he's a chef. So he'll be the one cooking the foods. And like, I just feel it in my bones, this like beautifully aligned holistic center that we'll create, probably have our family live there too, like a full commune Mm -hmm. just to check the fuck out, (laughs) be a little off grid, check out and check in. Nice. Well, if you need an architect, I would be very interested in designing that for you. I oh, would, hell yeah. That would be an amazing project. Amazing project. Look at us. Connection and collaboration <laughs> right here. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Leslie, thank you so much for coming on from the Honeycomb podcast. I have really, like you have blown my mind just with all of your information and your knowledge too. It's amazing when we go back to the power of nature and medicine and the medicine we can get from nature. And you are really, I admire the work you're doing because I know for you it's an uphill challenge. You don't have the scientific backing, everything. It's like, but I admire your determination, your hard work and the message that you are providing. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to speak with you all about this. And where can listeners find you? You can find me on Instagram at Leslie Draffin. You can also email me, hello at lesliedraffin.com. I have my own podcast called The Light Within. We're on summer hiatus right now, and new episodes will come back in August. All right, Leslie, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of From the Honeycomb. If you liked it, please give it a heart or thumbs up and click the follow button so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can follow me on Instagram at From the Honeycomb Podcast, and be sure to check out the link in the show notes to sign up for my monthly newsletter where you will receive a spark of positive energy in your inbox. Thank you so much and see you next week.